Right. Welcome, everybody, Yankee Chronicles podcast. I'm Bobby, and I'm here with Evan, Donald, and Rob. And before we get going, we just want to ask you to check out statementgames.com. You can find a unique uh, experience in all fantasy sports. And as always, check out docadamsbaseball.org to learn about the founder of baseball. So the Yankees pulled the trigger on a move today. Uh, they um, got talent from the from the Pirates. It didn't cost as much as I thought it would. You know, one player for four prospects. I thought that was a smart move. Um, two of those players were on the 40-man, so that made room for uh, LeMahieu and Talon is uh, already transfers onto the 40. So we still need to make room for, for Kluber, um, possibly Greg Allen or who else they want to bring in. So we know that there's going to be more moves to be made, but to, to stick with just the, with, with the pitches that we have, how are we feeling about the trade that was made? Do we think that this was a smart move or was it just one small step moving forward? I think it's a smart move. Um, I think it needs to be done. We need to get another guy for the uh, rotation. Uh, My biggest issue is that he's had two Tommy John surgeries. But the thing you keep hearing about him is he's a warrior, both on and off the field. He works really hard, um, and he's close with Cole. So that's good. The last player we really called a warrior was Paul O'Neill. So if he has that kind of mentality on the mound, that's pretty good. Um, I know – CC Sabathia had that kind of fire. So, you know, we haven't had that in a pitcher since Sabathia. If we could get that from this kid, I, I haven't really watched him pitch. He's 29 years old. I know he pitches hard, close to 100, and he has a nasty curveball. Um, I also posted some stats on him on uh, Twitter. Um, I couldn't tell you them right now at the top of my head, but go look it up because he leads the league in like ground ball rate or something. Yeah. He was top three or top four or something like that. I've got some of his stats here. Uh, his best year was uh, for sure um, in 2018. He was phenomenal in 2018. Uh, just a 320 ERA. He threw two complete games, one complete game shutout where he uh, – he, he pitched a one-hitter against the Reds. Um, just uh, 46 walks given up that whole year and 179 strikeouts. Uh, I mean, these numbers are just blown right. And, and a 14-10 and 10 record, which is pretty impressive considering he's pitching for the Pirates, you know? So 320 ERA, that's beautiful. I mean, that's the semi-outside-the-Sai-Young award kind of, you know, uh, that, pitching. Yeah, um, that's been the average ERA. So, that, but then 216, 338 ERA, that was his first proper year. Um, I mean, I mean, when you're looking at that, you know, and you know, those two years, obviously, yeah, had Tommy John, so can't really count them, but um, those two main years, phenomenal numbers. Those are, he's got an incredible arm. Uh, Huge, uh, huge curveball. I think he's added in a sinker. I think I, I, I listened to an interview where he said that he's added a sinker since uh, his first Tommy John. So you're going to see a little bit more off speed. He's a ground ball pitcher, which will do wonders at Yankee Stadium, which is a fly ball stadium. So it'll be good to have a ground ball pitcher. Um, 
you know, high strikeout, low walk kind of guy. I mean, that's that's the kind of guy you're looking for. The only question is uh, is obviously his arm holding up, but it's a buy low, um, high upside deal. And you know, looking at who we've given up. Yajur is the only name that really jumps out to me. I think he's going to be a pretty nice pitcher, yeah. but uh, it's not anybody that I'm going to lose sleep over. Uh, and it well, frees up room on the forty man. I think this is a great deal all around for Cashman. Thumbs up for me. No, we you know we were talking this morning on the women's chat that that we had we we were kind of hedging our bets that this was gonna there was gonna be somebody in this trade that pissed us off, you know somebody that we didn't want to see go, but needed to be moved, you know, to make room on Ross, you know, to make Ross to, you know, make room. I don't think Azure counts as that personally. So I, I, I think that the way that this was done smart was it gives, it holds some of the other, you know, the, the higher end prospects for a bigger splash, whether it's before the season starts or at the deadline. So I think this was, you know, one of those Cashman trades that it was played very well. You know, he executed it well. Well, I think that's exactly right. You made room on the roster. You still have your, you know, your top guys for future moves where you might need to bring in somebody, you know, with a little more stature. What do you want to add, Ed? The whole reason you do this kind of move, one, is because, like we've talked about, the red flags. If one of these two guys gets injured, you're right. We do have those prospects at the deadline, and you could go out and get someone like a Hendricks or a Castile. Because if the Reds or the Rockies or anyone else is not doing well right then, they're going to want to make one of those moves to fix their future, which they probably should have made now because I honestly think the Reds are not going to have a good season. I, I'm not high hopes for them. Um, so I have one stat here for um, Talion that I just wanted to throw out. Um, it says Talion's 87.6 mile per, hour, mile per hour average exit velocity on balls in play ranked in the top third of starters with a minimum of 1,250 batted balls against them. Uh, so that's pretty damn good. That's an excellent, you know, an ex- you know we always say, you know, you can't always look at, look at the stats. But that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, that's one of those, it's an obvious advantage, you know, and, and especially at Yankee Stadium. You know, he also you pitched a complete game in Coors Field, which is, which is remarkable <laughs> considering he's the only guy uh, uh, to ever do that as a opposing pitcher apart from uh, 2013. I believe uh, the Dodgers did that, but uh, so there's not many guys that can pitch a complete game in Coors Field. So that's that's something else as well. I mean, the guy can pitch, man. He's got a big arm. Rob, you want to wait anything? I love the trade. I have no issues with it. We didn't give up much. He's getting paid nothing, and we have him under team control for another year after this. This is a typical Cashman trade. You know that it's the per- it's a guy he looks for. Yeah, there's red flags. He's coming off with two Tommy Johns, but. If this works out, I know it's a big if, it was a steal. You know, no, like we mentioned, none of these guys that we're giving up are, you know, except for Yajure, he's probably the only one that would help us right now. And that's even a stretch because he's just a, you know, a bullpen arm. We have plenty of those right now. And guys already on the 40-man that are, you know, 
going to be used before him and, you know, if need be. So this is a perfect trade. It's we needed another starter and it does keep the uh, option open. If we need to make a move at the deadline, I really think that what this can do now is if the season starts, let's say if Davey Garcia maybe struggles out of the gate in the spring, you don't have to rush him in there. You can kind of ease him back into the rotation if need be, or you can use Herman out of the bullpen, which he might be better. You know, because we saw him as a starter. He had a lot of wins, but we all know that was a, a skewed stat because he gave up a lot of runs as well. So um, there's a lot this can do. And if Herman can go to the bullpen, you know, if Tyon stays healthy, then I don't know how people can complain about this trade. We oh, gave up I, nothing and got a really good pitcher. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the, the way I have it figured, and I'll read this out, is I have, I have, they usually keep 13 pitches. On the 25, well, I think it was at 26 now. Yeah. Uh, you know, old habits die hard, you know. <laughs> so for the rotation, I have Cole Kluber, Talon Garcia as your three, as your three, four. I mean, you can flip flop to see how their spring goes. And I have Monty on as the fifth. And we still don't know where Herman's going to end up. Herman could be either in the rotation or the bullpen depending on how the spring goes, along with Schmidt. And Sevy, he's not due back yet at the start of the season. So I do have him on the bottom of the rotate of my rotation list because we, we just it, we don't know what's gonna happen in the meantime. Yeah, I, I wouldn't count Sevy until yeah. around the deadline, you know, because you really don't want to rush him back. So just no. say he's back by the deadline and and they'll move him in slow. Yeah. So I'm, you know, but it, he's, you know, I didn't want to ignore the fact that he is on, in, you know, he will be a rotation piece. And for the bullpen, I had Loisica, Britton, Chapman, Green, Hella, Sessa, and then along with the flip, the flip flop, depending on how the spring goes, with Schmidt and um, Herman. So yeah. I, I think that's a pretty, you know, you could really do well with with that pitching staff. I think that we're under, you know, we're, we're underestimating the abilities of those, those, those arms. Uh, you can't forget Adam Warren. We did bring him back and he's always been good as a Yankee everywhere else he's been. He's been bad, <laughs> but when he's with us, he just, he pitches really well and he's not going to be needed in the late innings. He can be a sixth inning guy if need, yeah. and we know what he can do. And that's um, a really good call, man. I forgot about yeah. Adam Warren. Yeah, we. What I'll say is, I purposely, almost like I, I, I put Sevy in there, but we don't know when he's coming back. I, if you notice, I don't have Ottavino listed because I, oh, okay. I don't think he's going to make it to spring training as a Yankee. I don't like that. I do not like that. I, I don't. I don't know why. I if, get if you're trying to move the money, but who's to say he can't bounce back? Because I've said this before. He's my pick to have a bounce back year. No, this I guy's on. No, I understand that. But I think, I think it's because of his salary. He's the one that's good. He's that rotation on that's going to be moved, up, moved on from. You know, so I had, you know, he was another one I had as a question mark. And I kind of, because I know that you had him as your bounce back. So I wanted to kind of hold back on mentioning his name to kind of spotlight him a little bit. Um, only it, it only makes sense. 
it only makes sense to move him if you're going to use that money for something important. And I don't think we have anything important because we just got our starting pitcher. So it's it's irrelevant money to me now. Now you just keep him because you need the talent. It, it doesn't make any sense to move $9 million. So, you know, the, sort of, you know, the money game is still I, – I don't think that we're going to see much um, much more added as far as salary. I think it's just going to be more you know, movement on the roster that we already have. How pissed would the entire fan – base be if we traded out of veto to get nine million dollars and then gave that nine to Brett Gardner. That would piss a lot be, of people off. I don't think that makes a lot of sense. If we bring Gardner well, back great, happen, but not for nine million. Not to, you don't trade out of Vino to bring back Brett Gardner. Like I, just, I mean not not saying he cost the full nine million, but I'm saying they would Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I totally see that. I, I can see it too. That's the thing that I'm like <laughs> really like no, scratching my head over. I just yeah. I can see it happening, and I don't want it to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we do the, definitely need a lefty bat, though, because our bench is looking thin. Thin. Well, I'd like Jock Peterson to come on this team. So, yeah, well, one of the things that we were talking about earlier was the, the Pirates, uh, you know, when they were first putting coal on the market, the reason the Yankees didn't pull that trigger was because of Andujar. I thought that Andujar was going to be in this trade. Did anybody else get that feeling that the Pir- that the Pirates might want to? Not at all. Not even a little bit. They made it very clear that they wanted young pieces to build around at this point, and Duhard's irrelevant for them. All right. No, I was just you know, curious your thoughts on that. Because I know the Pirates did, you know, when he was when he first came up, they were trying to jump through hoops to get him. I mean, he made sense then. He just came off a good season. You know, he broke yeah. a rookie record in doubles. Yeah, but, the, you know, we would have been pissed. At, you know, I mean, it was cold, so it might we might not have – it might not have hurt as much. But – I heard they just, wanted him. He was coming him. off a phenomenal year. And it was just really weird how fast we were to just say, well, we don't want him anymore. I mean, he wasn't the only piece they wanted. I heard they also wanted Clint and Severino. So it was a ridiculous offer that they wanted for Cole. And you don't make that move, especially because you figured you could get him in a free agency not two years later, which we knew we were going to do. Yeah, no, I was just curious if you guys thought that the Pirates still had a – uh, you know, uh, I mean, back to the back to the Tyone deal. I mean, when you think about this deal plus Musgrove, Pirates, man, we should continue keep trading with the Pirates, man, because like, <laughs> they came up some phenomenal players for nothing. <laughs> who, who else did they got that we could get? <laughs> Richard Rodriguez. I was hoping he'd be part of this trade. I, I would. Yeah. Uh, we added him. Then yeah, you could trade Ottavino, get rid of his money because Richard Rodriguez yeah. is. It's really good, and not many people know his name. We That's both liked him picture. today a couple times. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you guys make about this, you know, with, with the, the rumors about um, interest in uh, David Robinson? Bring him back. I love d I love d Rob too, man. I don't like him anymore. He's a baller. He's just a gamer, man. He's just a gamer. Give him a big game, he'll pitch. He's a little he bit hair-raising at times, but he's tough. He left us twice and he's injury prone now. He can go fuck off. I don't. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I like his mentality, man. He's tough, unlike Chapman, who just shits himself in a big game. D-Rob is never like that. One Put thing him in I a did, big spot and D-Rob will come through. The one thing I did like about D-Rob is he never caved under the pressure. That's what you I know? just said, yeah. Yeah, but and he doesn't sweat just like Chapman. nobody out. He's still, you know, he whether the pitch with the batter would, you know, wasn't like he was invincible, but you never really panicked. Nope. Yeah. I agree, man. I think that was one of his strengths. Was Seriously, he- though, if you sweat that much as Chapman does, you can't say that you don't panic. I can see you panicking. You're sweating, damn it. <laughs> Never seen someone sweat like that. Seriously. Just, like, I, I have that image of the dripping uh, bill of his cap like every time he's pitching. Maybe oh, like oh, 60 degrees out. I'm pretty sure he shot himself last year as well. But we'll, yeah, he did. We'll move on. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> um, so do we think that there's still one more <laughs> There was one, if we believe there's one more move in the works, who you think it's on it's pitching or on the uh, on the field? Lefty outfielder. All right. Yeah, it's probably going to be Gardner. Yeah, if they don't want to use Greg Allen, which I think they he'd be a perfect bench piece because yes. he can run, he can field, and I believe he's a lefty if I'm not mistaken. We're going to switch hitter. It, it so, should be Clint and Allen. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I think yeah, Brett yeah. should just retire. I wish he would because it's painful. But we have Talkman as well. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know why they're yeah. so fixed on bringing him back. I get if they think they're going to win, maybe they want him around for one more potential championship. So but yeah, just we know if we have him on the roster, they're going to play him more than he should be getting played. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, that's a great I just point. I yeah, love Gardner. Right. I love everything he's done, but. Yeah. At this point, what does he offer us that we can't get from Clint or Talkman? No, I, I think yeah. like Talkman have a you know better chance of giving better production than Gardner. Uh, I have no faith in Talkman whatsoever. Me neither. But if it limited. was Talkman or, or Gardner, who would you prefer? Gardner, easily. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think the only thing I like about the idea of Gardner coming back, he doesn't get hurt. He played every game last year. Yeah. He's one of the only players to do it. You know, you ne- you never hear him get hurt. So, I mean, he's had, I'm sure he's had a couple of nagging things that don't pop out, but dude's reliable. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and he, I, I have, I don't, you know, you don't have those players anymore that just love playing for one team for their career. I love Brett. But just as a fourth outfielder for me, uh, uh, and I, and I, I also don't want to bring him back just for the sheer fact that I don't trust that the Yankees aren't going to try and play him every single game and take away opportunities for Clint Frazier, who's earned that opportunity. That's what I'm worried about. Uh, the, only way, the only way Gardner comes back that makes the fans okay with it is if he comes back and knows that his role is he's Clint Frazier's backup. Half the fans won't care, dude. People give him so much disrespect, it's unbelievable. I mean, he has worked his ass off for this entire franchise since he came here. He's gotten a gold glove, probably deserves two or three more gold gloves, and still the fans don't want him. He had his career year not 
two years ago where he hit 28 home runs. They still don't want him. He's taking less money to stay here. Still don't want him. Like, what do you need this guy to fucking do, fans, for you to be a little respectful and give a shit about him? Yeah. Like, if he took $2 million this year, it's too much, oh, it's too much money. $2 million is too much money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind bringing him back for a bench role. Like, I think, to yeah. be fair, that's what they brought him back, uh, I think, last year and the year before. He was never intended to be the starter, but injuries happened. So that's why he played as much. So if I think if they bring him back one more year, I, I think it's much like what they did with CeCe. It's going to be a year-by-year thing until he doesn't want to play anymore. I really think he wants to try to win another one, and he's going to want to – he wants to finish his career as a Yankee. Now, I, they, I think he wants one right more year. I, I think he wants to go out with fans in the stands. Yeah. I think if, if 2020 was a, was a normal year, I actually think he would have retired. You know, I, I think he wants that moment, and I think he deserves it. You know, I've said that before. You know, that's one thing I think – that's what I think is holding him back from retiring. He wants, he wants that moment, and I think he earned it. You know, he was he was a loyal player. You know, he was you know always wanted to do his best. He wanted to do his best, but he wanted to do it for the fans. You know, he was very conscious of, of what was going on in the crowd as much as what was going on on the field. He fed off of that. Yeah. I'll never forget his clutch ninth inning uh, home run against the Chicago Cubs. Remember that? Oh, that, yeah, was, that was a, that was great. Awesome, I was actually man. at work during that, and I probably yelled louder than I should have. <laughs> oh, man, I screamed like a bitch when that happened. Man. That was <laughs> phenomenal. What a moment. What do you got? What's you on your mind there, I see your wheels going. No, I'm just – I'm thinking back to the trade, and we, we, okay. keep, we keep mentioning that we didn't give that much up, but we knew going in that we were probably going to have to give up three to four on the top 30 and we gave up three. So it kind of is a lot. We gave up 15, 19 and 21. Um, I'm just happy that we kept Austin Wells. Um, You know, they mentioned a lot of our catching prospects and I didn't want to give up any one of them because we really need that depth of catcher. Um, We have plenty of outfielders. We have plenty of pitchers. Um, So we actually got out of it pretty, pretty well, but um it's still three of the top 30 prospects. That's kind of a big deal. Well, actually, you know, you got a good point. Jeff Passon did tweet that that he thought that the Pirates actually made out pretty well in this deal. He did say that oh, they did. he liked, the, no, he liked I, the three prospects that you mentioned there, Evan. Oh, I, liked- I, thought that, I thought the trade value was, was very good. You know, it wasn't – uh, aside from um, – I'm going to butcher his name. Um, Ural or – Whatever the, the the one pitcher, I can't, I, I can never pronounce his name. Azure, Azure, who? Azure. Yeah, thank you. You know, there was really nobody that really broke the broke the roster before. You know, so it was nobody that, and there was nobody that was on our, on our radar. Like he has to make the team this year. Yeah. So, even though it was within those 30 top prospects of the team, it wasn't like it was, you know, somebody that we were talking about a couple weeks ago of, you know, who has a chance to break the roster in 2021. Yeah. Well, we we were never going to see cannon. 
Yeah. Were, he never had a shot on this team with Clint here. Um, and Escado or whatever, the shortstop, uh, he wasn't on the top 30, but I've heard really good things about him. He has high upside. So maybe that's the shortstop of the future for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, – I think it was a win-win for both teams, you know. You know, we're happy that we were able to get another, you know, we got a, it's not a dominant rotation, but it's solid. It's a solid rotation, you know, and we still have one of our better, better pitchers with Severino coming back by the trade deadline. So that's almost going to be like a trade acquisition. Yeah. Uh, you know how Cashman loves to, um, when players are coming back from injury, he loves to say that it's like an addition. It's like a, making a trade. I know so, he's got that ingrained in my head. You know? Yeah, and it's, it's one thing you can't forget about him. So look, if we get a lot, there's a lot of ifs, like we said earlier, with this rotation. But yeah. if Kluber is just, we don't need any of these guys to be Garrett Cole. They don't need to be an ace. Huh. But if these guys are just solid, they give us innings, and um, that's all we need. We know what what they can do when they're at their best. Kluber, Tyon, when we get Sevy back. And this allows Davey Garcia to be the number five guy and not a lot of pressure on him at such a young age. And it allows Montgomery to kind of fall back a little bit because we know he was uh, he got some rookie of the year votes in 2017. We can't forget how good he was. And he also had to deal with an injury the following year, which has slowed him down. So we know he's got good stuff. This is a really high upside rotation. That It really is. Of- I'm excited by it. I would say well, I mean, that yeah. uh, injury-free – I think we're yeah. uh, best rotation in the American League um, and easily top four in MLB, I would say. Yeah, yeah I agree. That's fair. Our fifth starter has a shot of getting Cy Young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, just injury-free. Just as long as they pitch to the back of their baseball cards, we've, you know, we've got a, an awesome rotation. I mean, if this was 2018, we have the greatest rotation ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the other thing is with, with Talon, he hasn't, you know, almost like with, with Kluber, you know, he, they haven't pitched in two years. That's a lot, you know, that's a lot of pitches not on their arm. So if, if they're able to regain their form, they can give us, you know, a, a, a pretty solid year because that wear and tear on a pitcher's arm can be just as bad as just having an injury. So I think that that's the other advantage that having talent can bring if he's on the healthy end. I think his age is a big factor too. He is only 29 years old. Yeah. So that's, you know, if you had a two time uh, Tommy John guy at 35, then you can start to worry. Yeah. You know, and I think we under, you know, we're quick to say because he had surgery that, you know, but Tommy John is such a common surgery now. Yeah. You know, it's really not thought of as that big of a deal, you know, as far as where, you know, there, you know, there are the exceptions. I see you grimacing, Rob. I know there are the exceptions that it's, that it's not the same, but I'm, I'm going to say that the, Cashman and the and the, the medical staff did a, a, a you know pretty solid medical check to make sure that everything is healing properly and they'll be ready to go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it helps that he's very close with Garrett Cole, so I'm sure they've been communicating back and forth all offseason. So if anyone knows that he's feeling good, Garrett Cole wouldn't lie to the team that, you know, just paid him and the team that he wants to, you know, wants yeah. to win at all costs. So, you know, I'm yeah. sure he knows a lot what's going on. I'm sure he's healthy. You know, he said he's ready to go and, you know, they don't. And one thing that I think that I hate bringing it up, but they could use Herman as kind of an opener if they wanted to, just yeah. to kind of save some innings. I don't like it, but it kind of did work for us a couple of years ago with Chad Green. So if they wanted to go that route, again a few times this year to save some innings on Kluber and Tyon's arms and they can go ahead and do that yeah well even I wouldn't really do that with Kluber you know he's been around long enough where I'm not worried about him but like Talon and Garcia I could see them or Ed Monty getting um openers you know you know games with it as an opener first just to kind of take a little bit of the uh the first inning um, pressure off of them. So I, I think that's another way that they can go, especially when you have guys that can give you length, like Herman, Luizaga could be, you know, and check, you know, could, um, is going to be a big help for Chad Green, you know, because they're guys, they could, they could be a spot starter if, you know, if there's an injury. You know, and they need that, you know, somebody needs a day, you know, a day's rest. They can go deep in the, you know, they can pitch in the third inning. They can pitch in the first inning. They can pitch in the eighth inning. You know, so I think the the, the team of Loisiger and Green is going to be significant for the success of the bullpen this year. Yeah, Green's I think it helps having. Hmm? Green is vital. Green is the heart and soul of the yeah. bullpen. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the success of the rotation usually goes around with how Green's doing. What do you I got? Do, I, I uh, think we're going to see Gill and Medina this year, though. I, I count those guys in. You know, I think we're going to see a heavy load from them in the spring. I really don't. And it wouldn't surprise me and it wouldn't upset me if they did break in. Who would you guys say is closer to being more major, major league ready, Gill or Medina? Is it Gill? I would say Gill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. But I, I think you need to showcase them a little, especially if you're trying to go into the deadline and make that big move. Show these guys in the spring. What if they're really, really good in the spring? Then come trade deadline, you go, okay, we'll give you both for, for Castile and maybe something else. You know, it would be great to get Castile without having to give up Clint. You know, I still, you know, I'm going to, you brought him up, Ev, one of our, when we first started talking about, you know, where we go with trade acquisitions, I wouldn't count out you know them calling up Oakland for Montas, for for Frankie Montas. I think that that's still they a- love those projects because once you mention his name and I started looking him up, I'm really liking how I'm liking that kid. He's an interesting kid. You know, Castillo wasn't even on my radar until it came up on you know in the rumor mill. You know, I frankly, you know, I thought Montas was going to be somebody that they would try to acquire. You know, a young pit. You know, young, you know, young pitcher, controllable. You know, he still has years left uh, before free agents. So I thought I, I still wouldn't count him out. There was a time period where we wanted Michael Fulmer. Remember him? Yep. He's been absolute trash for the past couple of years. Yeah, I've been wanting Castillo for two years now. I love Castillo. He's one of my favorite. He's really good. Baseball. I yeah. love him. I've been wanting him for years. 
you know, as knowledgeable as much as sometimes out of control we are as fans, you know, we, we, we know more about these players than the GMs give us credit for. Yeah. yeah. You know, Yankee, you know, we don't mess around. We do our research. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not going to sneak one in under us. <laughs> nope. I think another name that could get explored at the deadline is Marquez. If the Rockies aren't winning, yeah. they might they might try to move his contract. Um, apparently, the Yankees really wanted him. They were trying hard to get him, which is what came out today before the, the trade was announced. So um, that's something they can circle back to. He's got a pretty good contract. I'm looking at it right now. He's well, he's going to be getting paid $11 million next year and $15 million the year after that. The highest he'll get paid is 16 which isn't bad if, you know, he's been a pretty good pitcher throughout his career. So yeah. I think that's a name the Yankees will circle back to if, the, if they need to at the deadline. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, you know, they're still, you know, as much as things are starting to iron out before, you know, pitches and catches report, there's still a lot of options out there um, where something could change in a matter of moments. So it's starting to, you know, it's starting to get exciting again, you know, where, you know, you're back on the edge of your seat. You're waiting for that, you know, that that tweet to drop that there was a move made. You know, every ping on your phone, you, your first thing you think of is like, all right, who has moved? You know, who'd we get? You know, and this is the fire of the offseason we've all been desperate for. So it, it's it's been an exciting week for the uh, Yankee fans. This has quietly been a very nice offseason from Brian Cashman, by the way. I think we need yeah. to say so. It's been very under-the-radar, uh, stealth Cashman moves. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. you got to give him credit for it. I think this is one of his better uh, offseasons. Yeah, I know he Garrett Cool last year, but he didn't do anything really after that. He hasn't um, done anything. This year has been very, very nice. Uh, in terms of under the radar moves to strengthen the team. Yeah. And when you look on, at what on the, a very uh, tight the, budget too. Yeah, when you look at what the Red Sox just gave to Garrett Richards, getting Kluber for eleven million seems like a freaking steal to me. Oh yeah. If you compare it's, Richards to Kluber, it's a huge difference. So, uh, Taiwan's yeah. only getting what two million this year? Yeah, he's like two point million. Like it's it's a great number because if you get if you get what his production can be for that price and, you know, everyone's going to be praising Cashman until, you know, one bad start. And then he's, you know, then we'll see Twitter go in an uproar. As you yeah, yeah. Ta- if talent only goes three innings, <laughs> they'll be running Cashman out of town. You know? Have you seen oh, yeah. Richard's pitch, though? Richard's is so boring. He's like Steve Traxel. He's slow and boring. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. And no time for that type of pitcher. No. I'm better then than us then. <laughs> So, all right, well, we're going to wrap this up. We hope everybody is enjoying their weekend and the championship games. I hope if you've made any bets, you're making some money. And um, hopefully you did very well on statementgames.com if you put any weight, you know, played any of the, their games on there. So, we have everybody at yankeechronicles.com. Hope everybody has a good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night. Go Bills, Shelly Sucks. <laughs> Go 